So I made it 10 months without missing an episode, skipping a week. So I guess I apologize. You guys pay your hard-earned dollar to hear these. And I just bailed on the last one. Most of the people that listen to this know me. So you guys know that I was leaving the country. If you don't actually know me and you listen to this, I left the country. So I went to Germany and Austria for about two weeks. So I, you know, I was leaving the day, the day before the last episode was supposed to air. And, you know, I could hear my dad, my mom in the back of my head telling me that I knew that I was going to be gone. So there's no excuse. I saw it coming. I could have been prepared. Could have done my work ahead of time. But you guys have also heard me complain a lot lately about feeling like this was a lot of work for me to do and kind of sucking my spare time. So I just didn't do it. You're not getting any kind of bonus episode. You're not getting a makeup episode. You just didn't get one. And you're just going to have to live with that. My plan was to do one while I was gone. So I was going to record one from whatever city I was in. Uh, you know, at the time that one was supposed to go up. And I remember it being that day. And I just didn't want to do it. If you want to hold me accountable for that, be mad at me. Feel like I let you down. Yeah, I'm used to it, and that's fine. But I did have a lot of thoughts while I was gone that, you know, I wrote down. So I made a list of shit to talk about. Because I also knew I probably wasn't going to have an episode with someone. You know, by the time that I got back and the next one was supposed to go up. So I don't know if you guys think that me just talking to the microphone is lame. Because it feels kind of lame. But I also got some feedback when I did it before that some of y'all actually liked it. And a few people said they actually preferred it. But it does feel pretentious. It does feel all kind of, you know, when it when it's me and someone else talking, we're having a conversation. When it's just me, when it's just me, it's just me talking, like assuming that you care what I have to say when it's just me. Which is weird because then I have to think, well, what things that I want to talk about are things that I feel like I can fill you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever. Like, what's interesting enough for someone to talk out loud to themselves about for that amount of time? But I think I got something. Before I get into it, I do have some stuff lined up for people to talk to. Um, So hopefully it's not just me talking to myself. But also, if you do prefer that, 
just let me know. Give me some feedback on, you know, maybe I just go back and forth, or maybe it'll just be sporadic as to what you get. I kind of prefer talking to people, because it's not just, you know, me carrying the conversation. And, I mean, I started doing this because I wanted to talk to people, not talk to myself. But at this point, whatever y'all enjoy, just let me know. Also, while I'm doing this, I'm looking at these two little succulents that I bought at Ikea. I can't tell if they're healthy or not, so if somebody can tell me how to tell if they are. And also, do they need sunlight? Because they're just on my desk, and I try to keep as little natural light as possible coming into my room. Like, they're kind of cool sitting here, but if I have to open the blinds or, and the curtains for them to live, I'm, I just, I'm not going to do that. So help me out with these and let me know. And I'll remind everybody, check out the Patreon account at patreon.com slash the Troubled Helix Podcast Network if you're looking to support any of the different things that we do. It's not just me. There's quite a few of us now trying to put stuff together and make this be something. So every little bit of support helps and also thanks to everybody that continuously asks questions that makes this a lot more fun and i kind of enjoy the interaction i don't get a lot of that and if there's specific things like if you have something that you want me to talk about or you have a question that you want to ask me similar to what we do with the Controller is Broken podcast or the Chicken and Broccoli podcast, if there's something that you just want me to answer, like, you know, last time I did this, I just took the question about, you know, the girl getting ghosted, and it gave me some kind of direction to talk about. So on the Q&As or the questions for the months, just specify that you want it to be whatever episode I do next time I talk to myself. But what I wanted to talk about today was based on the experience that I had with this trip that I went on, but I'm not necessarily going to talk about the the detail of the experience, like what I did and what I saw and where I went. Uh, We'll probably talk about that on the Chicken Broccoli podcast, so you can wait for that. What I wanted to talk about, this was kind of just more of my personal feelings about traveling in general, and then also kind of leading into life and life expectations, stuff like that. I kind of wanted to do it myself because I don't want anybody trying to bullshit me with you know choose happiness or you know look at it this way or look at it that way sometimes you just want to talk about how you feel without somebody trying to direct you to feel a different way or try to fix the way you feel i don't know if i'm 
asking for help with how I feel about shit. I just want to talk about how I feel about shit. And if y'all have something that you want to say about it, you can, but you can't interrupt me and tell me shit about it. And you also can't interrupt me and break the point that I'm trying to make or the thought that I'm having. And also, the thing about interrupting me definitely not directed at one specific person. You know, just just an in general type thing. Definitely not. I don't. I don't really know anybody that interrupts me a lot. I don't want to keep saying I went to Germany and Austria, and I don't want to just say I went to Germany because that's not true. And, I don't want to say I went to Austria, because that's not true. So, I'll just refer to it as the homeland. Even though it's not my homeland, I just kind of like the way that that phrase sounds. So I'll just refer to it as, you know, I went to the homeland. And that way I don't have to say more words than that every time. I don't want to say Europe, because I didn't go to, like, all of Europe. I just went to two countries. You know, really, where I went is completely irrelevant. It doesn't even matter where I went for where I'm going with this. The issue is that I went anywhere. The issue is that I had to leave what I'm used to. I had to leave my routine. And I had to go and do a bunch of shit that was super stressful and super complicated and then I have to refer to that as the vacation when I talk about it and it's not that I don't enjoy it but I'm not sure if the dislike of certain aspects of it is equal to or greater than the likes of aspects of traveling. I feel like a lot of this is going to come across really negative, but there are positives. I just prefer to focus on the negatives first, like to get all the bad shit out of the way. But I don't think that it's fair to yourself to focus on just the positive or just the negative. There's always going to be pros and cons to everything. And ignoring one entire side of that kind of feels disingenuous. I feel like you should look at both of them and kind of compare them. Maybe you don't really know how you feel about something until you pick it apart. If you do know, like, so, so I went to the homeland with Joni and Joni loves to travel. It's like her thing in quotation marks. You know, it's the thing that she enjoys doing more than anything else. And she, you know, when, when we first met, you know, I don't really like to travel. I like being places. 
but I don't like the getting there. And I, I imagine most people don't like the getting there or the getting home. I don't think most people like airports or flights. But I think that a lot of people are willing to deal with the getting there and the getting home for the part in the middle. And I think I really found myself questioning, is this solid day, day and a half of travel worth the time spent being somewhere? And then you have to end that time spent, whether it was good or bad, with traveling home. And I can't overstate this enough that I hate the getting there and I hate the getting home. It's possibly my number one least favorite thing. Like, I... It, it changes my entire attitude, my entire personality. It's nothing but stress and anxiety and large groups of people. And large groups of people don't give me anxiety. The anxiety is from... You know, I have a horrible track record with flying. I always have a delayed flight. I always have a canceled flight. I always miss a flight. You know, I always end up having to stay overnight in some random city waiting for a flight the next day. So I'm, I'm dreading how long is it actually going to take me to get where I'm going. If, if, you, if you plan a seven-day vacation, and you don't get there until a day later than you were supposed to, you've lost an entire day of that vacation time, which you can't get back. I don't count. Like, so let's say that I get off work on Friday, and I'm leaving Saturday to go somewhere, and I get there Sunday morning. My vacation, my trip, my time off of work, my time to relax, it doesn't start until I arrive at the place that I'm going. There's nothing that I enjoy about flying or the airports. It's slightly different when I'm driving because I feel like when you're driving, you're always. I mean, not always, but it seems like you're generally making progress towards your destination. Not that it's different because I'm in control of it. I think I just prefer, like, the tortoise over the hare. I understand that airplanes can travel faster than cars, but the car will continuously travel, so I'm always getting closer. It feels like driving is shorter than flying. Because that time in the airport, an hour in the airport, or an hour sitting on the plane on the runway waiting to take off, doesn't feel like an hour. It feels like five hours. And after you drive for a few hours, you kind of get into just 
a zoned out space where you could drive for 10 hours and it can feel like two. But I do fight with myself because I do enjoy going to new places, seeing new things, and trying new things. And I'm dating someone who lives off of that experience. So for me to complain about it or for me to hate it, especially publicly, you know, I I don't hide how I feel about stuff, but it does feel kind of shitty to rain on somebody's parade. But here's the thing. We go and we travel places and we see shit and we think, oh, this is so much more exciting than where I live. This is such a cool place to come visit. But why does that have to be the place that you visit? If you go somewhere and you love the atmosphere and you love the environment and, you know, you want to go back, why do we just stay where we are? You don't see a lot of people... You know, everyone will say, oh, we went to Paris. It was it was wonderful. Like, I'd love to live there. But they don't. They live in Oklahoma. And it it's depressing that there are these really cool cities with tons of history and a different way of life. And we go and we experience it for a couple days and we talk about it for the next 30 years about how great it was while we come back to our Monday through Friday, eight to five life-sucking lives that we live here. There's no reason why your life can't be better than it is now. One of the things that I always talk about throughout all these different podcasts and just in general general conversation is how meaningless life is, you know, how how giant the universe is, how insignificant we are, how long the universe has existed. And you know, we're brand new to it and we've, you know, haven't even been here for a fraction of a percent of time. Or space. And yeah, like, we are insignificant. What we're doing in the bigger picture, like, everything is meaningless. There's no lasting effect that any of this is going to have. So why care? Who cares? Everything is pointless. But... Also, this is all that you get. I don't see the reason to fixate on the pointlessness. It's really, I mean, it's funny. And it's easy to blow shit off or not focus on something because of that. It's easy to tell yourself, oh, it doesn't matter that I'm a failure because existence is 
meaningless. But it's the only thing that you get. So if you're lucky, you get, you know, 80, 90 years. And like two-thirds of that is quality years. Because, you know, I'm not really going to count, you know, from when you're born until 10. Or maybe even to like... 14 or whatever when you start high school like I don't know if there's a lot of meaningful existence that's happening so you could be generous and say 60 years you you know we'll just say 50 to 60 so 50 to 60 quality years that matter to you that's all that we have so I do believe that you should make the best of it and the best of it is definitely not working it's not paying your bills if you love your job and you love work and work is your thing and work makes you happy being successful makes you happy then by all means that's the route that you should chase and that's what you should focus on but I'm fairly positive that the majority of people don't look at work as their passion so what the fuck are we doing as people with our careers and our living situation and our significant others where you're just you, we, it's all interchangeable. I'm not talking about just myself, and I'm not talking about just a specific other person. But what are we wasting all of this for? You know, I feel like people want to chase that dream. They would, they would want to move to Italy. They would want to move to Tokyo. And they tell themselves, oh, it's, you know, it's too hard, it's, it's too expensive, it's not feasible, it's not something that I can do, or it's not going to be easy. But why does that stop people? I mean, it doesn't stop everyone. You do see plenty of people that go and do this shit, especially with social media being what it is. You can watch somebody that grew up in Kentucky and moved to, you know, Thailand. And he's been there for 20 years. And he makes, you know, YouTube videos of his daily life. And that's his job. Like, yeah, like, maybe you won't break through on YouTube, but you could do everything else that that guy's doing. He's not any more capable of it. Well, see, that gets into another thing. Some people probably aren't capable of doing this shit. Some people are just horrible, useless people. But even horrible, useless people manage to get shit done. Horrible, useless people have amazing, well-paying, high-profile jobs. People that are terrible at their jobs hold these jobs. 
I understand that chasing it doesn't even have to be chasing your dream. Living a life that you enjoy living may take some effort, but why isn't it the most important thing to you? Why are you okay working five years at just trying to make sure I don't use any specific people as examples, you know? I don't want to say something and have it be somebody and everybody laughs at them. But why do you stay at the job that you don't like? Why have you been there for five years? That's five years that you're not going to get back. And I realize that's a very cliche thought, and this isn't some deep next-level mental challenge. I think that we don't even think about it on a daily basis. And that's how all the years go by and you haven't done anything. But eventually those years are going to go by to where you're 40 and you wonder why you haven't been living the way that you want to live. And you think, well, how do I change it? What can I do? And then you don't do anything about it. You just keep living the same life that you've been living and doing the same thing that you've been doing. But for the people out there that want to throw the positivity around and throw the motivation around, why aren't you doing what you want to do? And I don't mean selling your pyramid scheme, being your own boss shit. There must be something that would make you happy. And you're not doing it. Is is getting promoted at work really the goal that you want to accomplish? I know that you've been working towards it for years and you're going to get a sense of achievement and accomplishment out of it. But is that the life that you want? Or is that just the goal that you set for yourself that you're chasing? When I got back from Japan, all I wanted to do was live there. And still, that I'd much rather live there than live here. I'd probably much rather live almost anywhere than here. But what am I doing about it? I'm not doing anything about it. I don't have the same outlook on, you know, live every moment, life is precious kind of shit that a lot of people do. But most of those people that are promoting that type of thought aren't necessarily using that type of thought to live what they actually want. You think they live what they think is attainable. But what does attainable matter? I love mundane. And I love routine. And I love comfortable. But I think that I love that because it's just what I've 
grown accustomed to when I think about the idea of just getting rid of all my shit and just moving somewhere. That's not any of those things. But that sounds awesome. But then I don't do it. I'm curious if other people feel that pull between like two separate completely opposite people or ways of thought like coexisting I always get asked man like you move back and forth a lot between South Carolina and Colorado you're always going back and forth because part of me likes a city life and a social life and a nightlife an atmosphere and then the other half of me likes slow and simple and laid back and they kind of just fight with each other and you know every other year every couple of years i'm sick of one and i i want the other or one just kind of wins over the other for the time but it's that pros and cons of it's pretty evenly balanced between what I like about Colorado and what I dislike versus what I like and dislike about South Carolina to where there is no clear winner at any point in time the way that I'm feeling could go towards one or the other and I feel like that's similar or that that kind of outlook reaches out into everything about how I look at everything. I live with a roommate and it keeps my expenses down and it keeps my life simple, but I just live in a room and nothing here is really mine and it doesn't feel like home. But I want the home, and I want the family. But it's seriously split, like, right down the middle, as, like, half of me wants my time, my life. Half of me wants to have a kid, and it's not really something that you can, like, once you... Once you move in with someone, once you have a kid with someone, there is no 50-50 anymore. Some people, you know, new dads, new husbands make that mistake of thinking that they can still have their thing. But, you know, it's very difficult to do that. Not that it's impossible, but... I think a lot of relationships have problems because, well, we won't, we don't have to get into that. I do have a lot to say about that, but maybe you'll save that for another time. And then, you know, it's come up on chicken broccoli quite a bit. I like my life not being dictated by my job. I look at work as something 
a means to an end for me to enjoy my life outside of work. But looking at your job that way kind of limits the job possibilities that you can have. And there's a very strong other, let's say 50% of me, that feels like not having a career, not making upper middle class, you know, we're not talking, you know, millions of dollars, but like a nice suburban living. I also want that. And these two things just constantly battle with each other. And, you know, I know I've talked to Morgan about this a lot. You can check out Morgan on This Controller is Broken, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all streaming podcast services. We touch on this stuff a little bit. But I know that, you know, we've had very similar outlooks on there isn't more to life than enjoying it. And he keeps his job simple and he's, you know, I don't want to speak for him, but from what I understand, he's very happy with that balance between work and home. And I am too half of the time because I completely understand his viewpoint And when I'm in that viewpoint, I'm 100% in. Work should just allow you to enjoy the means to do shit that you want to do with your time when you're not at work. But there's a completely different type of life out there that I could be living. But instead, I live in a town filled with horses and corn. I I could move to Austria. I could live in the middle of like crazy century old architecture and artwork and coffee and cafes free healthcare. But I but I don't. I just keep doing this. And it's really fucking weird. So as we're on vacation and as we're seeing all this shit and doing all this shit, this this whole thought is just going on in the back of my mind the entire time that we're there. And then get on the plane to come home and it's a 10-hour flight. So I'm looking through the movies. And of course... There's a Japanese one with English subtitles, so that's the one that I'm going to choose to watch. And never heard of it before. It's an actual film. It's not an animated film. It's not a TV show or a cartoon. And it was called We Made a Beautiful Bouquet. And just, you know, the three-sentence description at the bottom or whatever is like, you know, a couple finds romance and then it falls apart so fucking sign me up if it's something about any movie where there's like an amazing love story where you watch the relationship start and then grow and then completely just fall apart 
Those are my favorite movies. So I click on it, and I start watching it. And I will... I'll give this a 9 out of 10. I'll recommend it to everyone. If you can, if you can deal with the subtitles, if you can be a fucking adult, and realize that not every movie is made in America, just watch the fucking movie with the subtitles and get over it. This is an excellent movie. And if you don't like romance movies, or you don't like dramas, or you don't like sad movies, take a break from watching The Hangover for the 10th time and watch this fucking movie. If you've ever seen a Woody Allen movie, just picture that with Japanese people. It's it's exactly that. If you don't know who Woody Allen is, then get your shit together and go watch his movies as well. I'm going to say Midnight in Paris and Match Point. Those are the two I would recommend. But if you're familiar with Woody Allen, like I said, just transfer that to this. So you're going to get all the art and pop culture references, and the writer will be sharing his thoughts on those things through the character's dialogue, which I always enjoy. But anyway, so I won't spoil it, but, I mean, I kind of already did, so it doesn't really... The enjoyment of this movie is the ride, not the destination. I'm pretty sure the trailer for this movie shows, would show you you know, that they met and they fell in love and it didn't work out. That's not why you're watching the movie. You're not waiting to see if it worked out or not. You're in it for the experience. And you're in it for the social commentary that comes along with it. So they meet, they fall in love, they move in together. Their relationship was based on video games, comics, movies, and sharing those things with each other. And talking about, you know, this release came out, this release is coming up. Did you read this? Did you watch this? What did you think of it? That's the basis of their relationship. As their relationship progresses and they get older, dude feels like he needs to provide more for his... I I think... I don't know if they got married or not. It doesn't matter. He feels like he needs to provide more for his partner. It's crazy how much I don't remember about this already, even though I only watched it like a week ago and I'm telling you how good it is. He does the stereotypical Japanese thing where he goes and he joins the workforce. So, you know, he gets your Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. But in Japanese culture, that doesn't exist. Your 8 to 5 is 8 to 8, 8 to 10. Whatever needs to be done is what you have to do. It involves a lot of work-related functions outside of work. If there is something going on, if there is a party or a get-together, like you're expected to attend. So 
his life changes into working. And he made that decision to help provide a better life for his wife. His wife is bummed out that they don't get to spend time together anymore like they used to. So he had good intentions, but she's not happy with their relationship because of it, but because their life now has progressed to this amount of money and he is getting promoted and he is investing in his work, there isn't really a going back. This is their life now. Oh, all right. So they didn't get married because his thing was like, marry me, marry me. If we get married, if we have a family, like this will change. Let's just be a family. But she liked him. She liked the relationship that they had and the fun that they had. They don't have fun anymore. Uh, she kind of does shit on her own, so she's still living that same life. She's reading, you know, new books, new manga, and she will try to bring it up to him, but he's left that life behind. But he left that life behind for her. So it kind of hits that weird, you know, thought that I'm kind of stuck in thinking about of, you know, do you grow up and will that change things or do you live life just for the enjoyment of life and one of the things that the movie does a good job of is he's didn't grow up like he didn't put all that stuff behind him like he doesn't care about it anymore he still very much wants to be able to play these games or watch these movies or read these books. But he doesn't have the time to do it anymore because work has taken most of his time. And the time that he isn't at work, he is tired and drained from being at work to the point that even if he has some time, he can't spend that time enjoying anything. And that's something that I've come across in the last year or two, maybe, that I haven't really experienced before. And being that tired leads you to losing enjoyment and excitement about shit. So, you know, when episode nine came out, I made a big-ass deal about it, and we went, like, three, four, five hours before the movie started, and we, like, camped out, uh, you know, the way that we used to do, people my age, for movie releases, before you just bought your tickets online, and it was, it was awesome. I really enjoyed doing that. If that were to be... You know, well, let's just use, like, I just went on this trip for 10 days. That would be something that I would normally be really excited to do and have a lot of energy because of the excitement. 
it doesn't even have to be something as big as a trip like that. It could be, hey, we're gonna we're gonna dress up and go out for Halloween. The ability to enjoy something like that is completely destroyed by work-related stress or work-related tiredness to where it's affecting your ability to enjoy life. What a fucked up, horrible situation to be in where I can't enjoy doing shit because I'm tired. And it's not old man tired. It's not gym tired. It's mentally tired. I can be physically tired. I have zero issue you know, minus extreme situations with physical tired. Mental tired will fuck you up and it will keep you fucked up for weeks, for months, until you do something that removes what's making you mentally tired. And I think for a a solid majority of people, that's work. And it's not going to work. I've had... Plenty of jobs where I go to work and still enjoy my time off work, still enjoy something that's upcoming, still looking forward to doing something after work. But you find yourself with certain jobs where that job has just sucked your life out. And I feel like this movie does an excellent job of not making him or her the bad guy. They both have the best intentions. They both go through the entire movie still liking each other. But liking each other really doesn't have shit to do with how your relationship turns out. And I love that it somehow manages to get that point across without coming right out and like slapping you with it or, or stating it. Which then kind of led me to another thought about, you know, how do we live in a place that we don't like when we could live in a place that we do like, but we don't do anything about it to change it the most important thing that you can control is who you spend your time with. I think that's the most important aspect of life or decision-making. You only have a limited amount of time to spend with someone. Whether you're talking about a limited amount of time, you got four hours on a Friday night, Or a limited amount of time, you got, you know, you're 30, you got a good 40 years left. Who are you going to spend that 40 years with? You see so many people that, you know, they say they love their husband. They say they love their boyfriend. 
but it's kind of just something that they're saying. They're kind of saying it because they're used to saying it. I don't get the impression that people are with people that they really enjoy being with. I think, you know, it, it could be, oh, you know, we're, we're, I settled. This was as good as it was going to get. And I can kind of understand that. You had a string of, like, shitty boyfriends, and so you're like, oh, you know, this one's better than all of them. But it doesn't mean that it's really someone that you love being with or love being around. When I hear people in relationships complain about having to hang out with their significant other, it's like, or or complain about shit that their significant other likes. That's the person that you pick to spend your time with. And you're making fun of what they're interested in, or you're cheating on them, or you're just kind of unhappy and going through the motions. If if you're not happy with the person that you're with, you got to do something about it now, because you're going to still be unhappy with them 10 years from now, 15 years from now. And if you ever do leave them, you're going to wish you had done it a long time ago. But going back to it, these years are, are it. Why are you okay just mundanely passing your life, living somewhere you don't want to live, doing a job that you don't want to do, Spending time with someone that you don't want to be with. Or take all those things and don't make them don't want to do's. Just make them things that you're fine with. Why are, why are we so happy with fine? Why isn't there more? Because more takes effort. But you gotta make the most... You gotta make the best of what you got like why why wallow in it why not enjoy it i get a lot of shit for being overly negative or sad or emo but that's how i see shit that's how i see things play out it's not necessarily my personal outlook i feel like it's what I see, and it's what I have experienced. But it's not my philosophy to, like, I don't give a shit. Well, I say that all the time. I don't give a shit about... Well, I don't know. This, uh... That's a complicated one. I give a shit about the things that I give a shit about. And if I don't give a shit about it, it's like 0% shits that I give. There's not time or effort or thought to be wasted on thinking about shit that you don't care.
care about. Focus on the stuff that you do care about and try to improve that. But mostly just enjoy this. I don't... Like, I, I talk a lot about how I don't enjoy shit and I don't like shit. But when I find something that I don't enjoy or I don't like, I don't fuck with it anymore. Some of y'all are out here still fucking with shit for the last couple of years that you don't like. What the fuck are you doing? You know you don't like it and you're just continuing to fuck with it. If half your life is already passed and you're going to keep living the second half the same way that you lived the first. I mean, in, in the end, that's fine. Like, it doesn't matter. None of this shit matters. But that's not a reason to not enjoy it while you can. Because once you die, you're not going to know that none of this shit mattered. You're not going to know that the universe just goes on existing forever. And maybe it, what is it, like implodes and then explodes again and starts over and it just does that fucking, you know, billions and billions of years. That's beyond our concern. You're not going to know that you had a good life or a bad life. You're not going to know that, you know, if you cured fucking cancer, that's not going to matter to you once you die. The only thing that should matter to you at all is what you're doing right now. By right now, I don't mean like right the second. If you're a plan for the future type person and that makes you happy and that's what you want, that's fine. That counts as, as now. Like the next 50 years of your life, that's what that matters. It's the only thing that matters. And everything that you do should revolve around just enjoying that. Which is, I guess, why, you know, I get some shit sometimes for my views on... We don't have to go there. We don't have to go there. I was going to talk about killing yourself. But, like, I mean, I guess we can talk about it. If you don't like this shit, then you don't got to live it. You ever talk to... Well, I was going to say older people. But I kind of... I think my age counts as that. You ever talk to somebody, you know, 40, 50, 60, and they say, like, oh, I always, you know, I went to Paris when I was a kid, when I was, like, 20, and I always wanted to move there. I always wanted to go there for a couple years, and I never did. And, you know, now I'm old, and I hate myself, and my life is over. Like, why, so why didn't you? Like, what did you do with your time? Oh, I worked at a bank. And then I retired. Like, oh. So, okay, like, you you could have lived in Paris, but you worked at a bank. You, that, you happy with that? That's what you wanted to do? I've had people say, oh, you went to the homeland to, to visit. That must be nice. As if... I'm rich and capable of doing things that normal people aren't capable of doing. Well, that must be nice. It must be nice to be in your position where you secretly have all this spare money. 
It's like, no, I don't have a $700 car payment. You do. If you didn't, maybe you could go do shit too. Your car is more important to you than experiencing shit. And that's a decision that you made. Four months of not paying that car payment would be enough money for you to go anywhere and do anything that you wanted to do for two weeks. But you made the decision to buy the car. So that's not me having some monetary advantage over you. That's me choosing to spend money on different shit than you choose to spend money on. I also hear people say, Oh, you went to the homeland. I always wanted to go there, but now I'm 80. And it's like, well, I think you fucked up. What do you want me to say about it? You had 80 fucking years to do it, and you didn't. What's the reason? Why didn't you just go do it? When there's shit that I care about, I do it. There's something that I want to do, I make it happen. An easy way to make that happen is to not waste your money on dumb shit. I have friends that won't or don't have the money to go to like an expensive dinner. Not like some Fraser shit. Not gourmet cuisine, but you know, let's say a a hundred dollar dinner. But they own multiple things that they are financing. You're fucking kidding me, man. Like, that's your fault. You did that to yourself. It's just to clarify and kind of bring everything back around. I did enjoy visiting the homeland. I did have a really good time but it it's depressing when you get home because you come back to your shitty boring life and I guess I question that and I question why if if there is something out there that's better that's more fulfilling more enjoyable why do I just do this and that applies to everybody why do we just pass the time there is no time after this even if you believe in heaven it's just your soul or your spirit right it's not you you, you're not, I don't know. It's not going to make up for the shit that you didn't do while you were here. It's a different life. It's a second life. It's an afterlife. But it's not more of the life that you have now. You're still only getting one of these. <laughs>